male psychology and texting. Ladies, welcome back to Attract Your Right Guy online retreat. I'm, of course, your host, Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And today, I have a very dear friend, Ryan Patrick, love and dating expert, who is going to share all of his secrets that he has for you. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Antia. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. I am so excited. I'm so stoked to have you on, ladies. He's on a world trip right now. And uh, so he has a lot to share with that as well. So you can follow him also on his YouTube channel of that. But before we go into that, let me tell you a little bit about who Ryan is. For those of you who don't know, so dating and relationship coach Ryan Patrick is one of the top 10 dating and relationship coaches for women on YouTube. Since 2014, Ryan has guided his clients in psychological methods and practices to find themselves first before they can discover the right man in their lives. His popular six-week coaching program, The Boyfriend Blueprint, is now open for enrollment for weekly enrollment. Subscribe to his YouTube channel, like I said, of over 300,000 women worldwide or visit boyfriendblueprint.com for more details. Boy, you're going to be in for a treat. I'm so excited to have you, Ryan. I'm always like, gosh, every time I watch one of your videos, I just randomly pick thing. I'm like, oh, that was so good. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting getting out of my my old I'll call it the old format and doing the the new revised travel format. Trying to figure out you know the GoPro. It's like my new best friend and natural lighting. Uh, it's not something I didn't have to deal with before, but uh, it's been it's been great. I think my uh, viewers, my community have just been digging the travels and you know, all the things that kind of come along with that uh, and just kind of a new enhanced sort of vibe with me personally getting out on the international scene and speaking to uh, women and men uh, from other countries uh, in person in their home country. So it's just giving me uh, a refreshed view of what's happening, you know, kind of post COVID and the conversations that are taking place and the body language you know, I'm out on the beach and I'm, I'm picking up on all this stuff. So it's just really exciting to be back in it uh, and, and just seeing people make connections. And, you know, uh, we're, we're coming back. Everyone's coming back. Oh, so exciting. I can tell you like just radiant. So I'm really excited. So for the women who don't know, so tell us a little bit, Ryan, how you got on your journey of to be a dating and relationship coach, because it's, it's quite niche. So for me personally, uh, just a little background, I come from a matriarchal family. I have five sisters uh, and I've always found myself being uh, able to connect with women much easier than men. Uh, I don't really know how else to, to kind of put it. Uh, and that's just kind of what I grew up with and my comfort level, uh, you know, that, that, that's where I was. Um, and I would say a little over 10 years ago, I got out of a, a relationship. I had my heart broken and I was a wreck. I was a wreck for years. Uh, I want to say about three years. And I was just kind of, you know, how, how you are when you're just kicked down and at the gym, kind of feeling sorry for myself. And my body language must have been just telling everyone like, oh, here he comes. You know, he's, you know, Mope City over here. And one of my dear friends at the gym 
uh, was a hypnotherapist and we work out a little bit together and, and talk. And he said, Ryan, he knew I was coming out of something. And he said, Ryan, I think your solution is actually buried in your problem. And he suggested that I use my, my ability to connect with people because uh, he saw me as a connector, someone that could speak to anybody, uh, use that ability to speak to other people that were going through similar pain. And I started, I started doing that. He introduced me to someone and we started talking. And then that person uh, introduced me to another person who happened to be a woman. And, you know, it was kind of 98% of this sort of this path of referrals were women. And then uh, right around 2014, that's when my wife um, and my girlfriend at the time uh, back then said, you know, you should really look into coaching and doing this professionally and, um, you know, making a website and I can, you know, help you do all these things. So that's kind of how I got on this path as a dating and relationship coach. It came out of pain, but then a journey of healing and, you know, hopefully helping other people just by talking about that pain, helping other folks get through their own struggles and their own, you know, their own relationship strife. Uh, I love that. And, you know, it's brought in my story as well. So we can emphasize with that so much, like coming yeah. from pain versus saying, oh, I educated myself and I just thought, oh, that would be a good direction to go, right? Versus like, I, I just know all the ins and outs. I know what a heartbreak feels like. I know what what it feels like to get rejected all the time. So exciting. So Ryan, so today we're talking about the male psychology in texting. So I get text messages all the time, screenshots, all the things from women. I'm like, what in the world does that mean? Does that mean he's interested? Should I text back? Or did he basically say bye? So where do we even start? Okay. I think <laughs> that Let's start with those screenshots, right? Because I've seen those screenshots. We're, we're, we're looking at the same screenshots, yes. essentially, not from the same people. But when it boils down to it, they're pretty much all saying the same thing. And I would just say for anybody that is feeling the need to send those screenshots to get some insight or just you know a, a third-party perspective, I think their intuition is already telling them everything that they need to know that, you know, something's off and, you know, things have jumped off the path. And when you're having all of this information come through on text, there's one very important thing that's probably not happening. And that is why is this guy doing all of this talk over text? Where's the dates? Get, so that's the thing. We when you have all these things, these messages, these guys that just want to ramble on about their story and talk about themselves, but never want to ask you any questions about yourself, something is off. Um, and I just, I just really think it is so essential. And it, maybe this is like the highlight in, in the way that I think about texting with men is you got to keep it super simple. Um, Texting really shouldn't be used for more than two things, in my personal opinion. The first thing is handling logistics for a date. A guy initiates the conversation, and he really needs to. He really needs to do that for, I'd say, the first four to six weeks. So let's say on average, 
He's initiating texts with you. He's setting up dates with you. So let's say one date a week. You got to allow him to slip into the rabbit hole of investing in you by initiating and setting up and being the pursuer, setting up those dates and pursuing you. It's so critical to a man's mission on a romantic level to be able to do that. If you do that too soon and you take that role away from him, something happens. The dynamic switches and you're now placed in the pursuer role. And then the guy will literally stop initiating texts with you. He, he won't He won't do it again because you now psychologically have told him that you're more comfortable doing that. And he just gets to sit back and hang pretty. It's all good because I know she's going to hit me up. So I think that it's really important to set up logistics, handle logistics for the date. Let the guy tell you the time and place. You say yes and no. Yes or no, I should say. And then the second part of the texting is building anticipation for those dates. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the the flirting, this the the small little things that you send him in between your dates, before your first date, in between your first date and your second date. This is really the only communication that really should be taking place with men, with texting, as you're getting to know him, leading up into that, that level of exclusivity, you guys having the talk about becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, and all the way through the the honeymoon phase, you know, after that month, month and a half mark, that's when the pendulum swings. Mm -hmm. And that's when he wants to see you start chipping in with the initiation when you can send him texts because he wants to see aside from your great body language energy on these dates that you're also now getting invested with him. And you're happy to share the the 50, 50, uh, effort, uh, in reaching out to him, maybe suggesting, dates that you two can do together at that point. So I I think texting can be really simple if you allow it to be by keeping strong to just a few certainties and a few convictions about what you're ultimately trying to get out of your communication with the man, initial communication with the man. And that really is all kicked off either through online dating messaging or through texting. Mm, yeah, totally. And I really appreciate that because sometimes I see text messages and, you know, well, how was your weekend? And I walked a cat and I went to, on a sailboat and then, oh, how was the dinner? And then, oh my, it was my sister's birthday. And it's just sort of like this loop that like, I haven't heard him say anything like, I'm looking forward to seeing you next weekend or I, you know what I mean? What is, what does your next Wednesday look like? So what can a woman do when she finds herself in this being like, oh, here's a photo of that I, you know, a, a painting, like I'm just thinking about some examples that I wrote for some reason, like, you know, this is what I painted and what do you think about that? And this is my finished project. And so the man is like sharing about his life, what you were saying, right? But there's no. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now- so I, I would, I would say that, you know, when you're getting all of this information overload. Let, let's let's put a name to it. It's information overload. Yes. He's going to hurl as much as he can at you um, if he's interested or not interested. Because, and this is a key point, Antia, that I think uh, you, know, you may have experienced and seen, is that guys really don't know until they know if they're interested in you. 
So they want to keep the prospect on the table. And men also love, as women do, the validation of the opposite sex getting back to them when they reach out to them, sort of a call and response sort of situation. Mm-hmm. The, the one devastating thing for, for men uh, is when we reach out to a woman and we get crickets, we get no response whatsoever. But hey, if I'm you know, just high energy, high octane information, information, information over text, something happens where you now have thrown a haystack at a woman and she's now got to do the work of sorting through what's important and what's not for her in order for her to determine whether she wants to continue having a dialogue with that particular man. Uh, Just like you said, I think you said it perfectly. He's talking about the painting, he's talking about his dog, but he never really asked me how I felt, uh, how was my week. Uh, He didn't ask me about a passion, even though, you know, we mentioned that two text conversations ago. He's not really connecting with the things that I'm saying to him. And in fact, I think he might even be getting me confused with another woman because there's no discernment or, you know, these... (laughs) these cheesy, uh, you know, nicknames like gorgeous and beautiful and, (laughs) you know, things that make people feel good. But if you just stop and think about it, there's nothing unique to you. What that nickname represents. There's, There's no connection there. It's not, it's not landing. So I would say to, to kind of get to your question is that if you're at a place with a man where you just feel like you're sifting through a bunch of muck to get to the core of where this guy is at with you, I think you should ask yourself two very important questions. The first one is, has this guy attempted to ask me out on a date to meet me face to face? And FaceTime, I'm sorry, it just doesn't count. And because it doesn't count, that automatically weeds out all of these long distance situationships that both men and women alike find themselves in because local is best. You need to be able to have autonomy over your connection with the person. And you're not going to have that in a long distance situation. Okay. So that's the first question. Is this guy trying to ask me out on dates? The second one is if he has asked me out on a date, is he following up? And is he excited about it? So if he's, if the answer is no to that first question, here's one suggestion that I have that you can do with the next guy that this happens with. And that is just saying to him, Hey, I'm really enjoying the conversation. Uh, I'd much rather do this in person. What do you suggest? Okay, those three sentences right there are hitting a man at different psychological levels. The first one, when you're telling him, I'm really enjoying the conversation, you're conveying interest to him. And that's going to hit him on a conscious and subconscious level. So that's going to resonate with him. Okay, this question in his mind of, is she interested? There's a check mark next to that, all taken care of. I The next sentence is, Um, I wish we could do this in person. So now this snaps him to attention of she's giving me an opportunity to lead here and she's asking me for a date. 
But now when she says, what do you suggest? This confirms that sentiment of she really wants me to ask her out on a date. A guy is going to do one of two things in that situation. He's either going to ask you on a date right then and there, or he's going to do what most likely he's been doing this whole time, which is stalling. (laughs) So he's going to be like, oh, I can't this week. He's going to throw the, I work 60 to 80 hours a week. I can't do it this week, next week. No, 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 no. You're not texting with him for more than two weeks, more than two weeks before you say next to him. And I guarantee you, if you stick to that two week sort of recommendation or rule, you're going to save yourself so much time with guys that will literally drain all of your time. And this could last weeks and if not months, in some cases, years, some cases, years where they've been talking to this one guy and his texts are all always so poetic and, oh, he just says the sweetest things, but you haven't met him yet. You haven't met him yet. And I get it. COVID, you know, it was an excuse for a lot of us for a long time, but that's literally got to stop at some point. Mm -hmm. It's got to stop. And we need to start taking charge of our experiences and being able to transition men from text to get the face-to-face with him. Totally. Totally. It's kind of a long long route, securitous route to get there. But I feel like all of the elements in there are so key to understanding a man's journey to get to a place with a woman where he can actually feel comfortable and confident to ask her to be exclusive with him. Because I feel that's where a lot of women want to go with these, these connections. It's not, you know, that, you know, having a a fling is fine. It's fine. It's actually very healthy. And a lot of a lot of cases. Um, but you just need to understand your orientation within that conversation with the man. It's not about him. It's about you, but you just need to understand the orbit, the orientation in order to ground yourself and really discover where you are personally in the moment. Totally. And when you, when you look at, so let's say the first case scenario, so let's say the guy is actually going to ask you out after you make those three statements, right? But so, you know, I could see that a woman could say, well, I mean, then why doesn't he just ask me out? Like, why do I need to text him? You know, I appreciate that we're talking and, you know, I'd love to talk about this in person. Like, why does he need to snatch? Like, why doesn't he, why doesn't, isn't he just the one who's like, you know, hey, let's have coffee next week or whatever. You know, what are you doing next week? What do you, would you tell a great, woman, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Because Really what you want to do, and I think one thing about my coaching style and the content on my YouTube channel is all about personal empowerment, right? Being able to take enough autonomy and control over your own dating experience without snatching away the all crucial ingredient of letting a man pursue. So what you're doing, if you think about like... I hate bowling, but we'll just use the analogy. Yeah. The little, the little blow-up bumper things that are in the alleys when you're bowl, you know, you're bowling. Yes. You're basically inflating these these bumper bars or whatever you want to call them for a moment to give a man an opportunity to really connect with you and give him an opportunity to lead the relationship and the conversation and the connection in the direction that you ultimately want to go, Mm -hmm. where you want it to go. Um, And this is going to be really important. Also, when you're dealing with shy guys, 
with guys who don't really know where they stand with you. And I know, and I've gotten this, this feedback before. It's like, Ryan, like, why can't a man just, you know, do this? Why, why do you never give advice to men? And it's like, first of all, men, unless they're ready for it and they're ready for that personal development aspect of what's really required to become a connected dater and an effective and successful, uh, you know, uh, partner, you know, you have a field of thought out there of people that are looking for shortcuts. They're looking for the pickup artist type stuff, those magic bullet type things. And, and this, this isn't just for men, it's for women as well. They, they, they're like, let's get to it, Ryan. I don't want to talk about this deeper stuff. I'm telling you that you cannot skip steps when it comes to psychology, your own female psychology and the man's psychology, because that is the kind of the, the silent shark in the water. You know, that is the, the arch nemesis that you need to be able to conquer and connect with in order for you to get to your goal. And just understand you're going to be dealing with different types of guys. There are going to be plenty of guys who are going to have no problem asking you out on a date, but we're talking more about that gray area type of guy, the hot, cold, wishy-washy type of guy that is just really not, he's saying something, but he's not saying it. Like it, it's on the tip of his tongue. You feel, but he didn't say it. So you can't take that to the bank and say, oh, this is on. Like, I'm in, like, we got this date. We'll see how this goes. You need to be proactive to a point. Um, but in no way does this mean that you need to do everything. And in fact, you, you should be doing the opposite. You should be leaning back and letting him do the pursuing, but you're just simply, you know, leaning your back against the wall and just saying, okay, are, are you sure you want to, do it this way. Cause this is your opportunity right now, you know, and over text, text has no tone, but when you have a clearly sort of diagrammed phrase or group of phrases, like we had just discussed, you know, unless he's not interested, he's talking to six other women and not really connecting with the opportunity that you've given him. Cause you're only giving him this one time. You're only sending him that phrase one time per guy. This isn't like a multiple Okay. aspect sort of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so that's a good point to distinguish too, right? So then the women that I could be concerned, am I going to be now in this rut the whole time? Am I going to have to play out that dynamic? You, no, 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 no. Like this is it. He should now know that after he went out on a date with you to ask you out on another date. And if he's then still like, you have to drag him and you have to pull teeth, then no, that's what so you're saying. You're no, 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 no. That's right. I, and I really believe that. Um, I feel the only role that you really need to be fulfilling and concerned with is if you really like a guy, you need to convey that to him in person through your body language, through your strong eye contact, through just a great smile. Maybe if you feel really comfortable with him, you know, and you're kind of leaning on a, a bar or a table together, you know, when you're have an opportunity to speak, you just kind of touch him on his arm. And, and that lets a man know that you're comfortable with them. Things like this, that's what's going to get you further along the path 
in deepening the connection with the man rather than having toneless texting conversations with him. Um, and, and that's, that's really key. And the other thing we're doing, uh, when we get off the first date, you can send them a nice text that just says, Hey, I had a great time with you. You're not saying, Hey, can we do it again? That would be, that would be kind of taking away his role a little bit, but there's going to be no doubt in his mind that you've given him, you know, the air traffic control sign, the runway is lit and he has permission to ask you out on a date and you're, you're just giving him, peppering him with these subconscious cues mm -hmm. that it's okay to move to the next step and move to the next step. And by doing that, you're also creating boundaries for yourself and you're showing him that every step of the way, you're giving him permission to, to ask you for the next date uh, by giving him these body language signals and also these simple flirting sort of text signals as well. And then talking about text too, What do you think about emojis and GIFs, like sending them GIFs? Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Oh man. The amount of texts I've seen where, you know, we all love emojis yes. uh, and we just want to throw them in there because we're just feeling so many different emotions and we want to express everything. And, you know, a picture says a thousand words, right? So I would really, uh, and I almost hate giving this recommendation because I don't want anybody to think, get caught up in the technical of dating, right? These are just things that I think are helpful to loosely think about as you're going into your experiences, you know, and just keeping, again, keeping it super simple. If an emoji after, you know, a four or five word sentence makes sense, you know, throw a little smile, right? Or if you're flirting, throw the wink emoji in there. No need to do the emoji with the, the kiss emoji with the heart or the, the other one that I would caution you to not send uh, unless you are know you're, you know, you're like six to 10 dates in with this guy and you guys have kind of maybe even talked about this loosely of, oh, your emojis are cute is the emoji with the three hearts around it. And it's just like, I don't even know what you call that. Like, just, just don't, just don't do it in the beginning. Uh, cause guy's going to look at that. He's going to be like, ah, okay. She's really into this. And again, we're leaning back. So if, if there's any doubt, I would just skip the emoji and use your words And use them concisely, and I wouldn't be writing more than one to two sentences per text until you get those logistics handled. And then, you know, maybe the day before the date, whatever number date it is, send them, hey, really looking forward to this. And then the smiley face emoji that lets them know you're going to show up on the date and that you're excited for it. And that's all you need to convey. That's all he needs. And then you guys will take it from there when you actually see each other. And so since you, of course, can't hear the voice in a text message, now you can. So what do you think about voice messaging? Again, this is a personal preference thing. And, you know, I, when I was younger in, in my single days, in my 20s, I always, 
I wasn't a big texter, even though as a writer, it was, it's a different skill set to text and thinking like, Ooh, no, maybe I'm not putting enough effort in. Uh, I should just call and leave a message. And I think what what happened in those instances for me personally is that, you know, my nervousness and my nerves were being communicated through my, you know, voices all up here and whoa. And, you know, and some women I'm sure found that endearing, you know, but you're trying to be cool and confident and then you got the, so these are just things you want to think about. Uh, I would say, you know what, Antia, I really feel that it is very important on a safety and security level for certain women with certain men, depending on what their intuition is telling them that they need to jump on a call with a guy mm-hmm. and talk to him for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that requires a voicemail to set that, um, that opportunity up to have that conversation with them before maybe you go out in public on a date with them, definitely not going to his place or having him over to your place in that first handful of dates. De- definitely not. But I would just say that would probably be the most appropriate is to really hear, okay, is this guy, does his voice match the pictures that I'm seeing on his online dating profile? Um, what is, what is his voice? How is that connecting with my intuition and how does my heart and my head feel about the prospect of going out with this guy? But beyond that, again, you should not necessarily be in a position until you're way far in with this guy, handful of dates, you know, dozen dates, where you're going to start calling each other. And maybe that's a little untraditional, but these are, these are untraditional times. And I really am a a proponent of less is more. Mm -hmm. So the less we give in the beginning, the more impact and more weight it's going to have when you hold on to your story and give it to him in bite-sized pieces as you're going through these first handful of dates with him versus slapping it into a big old one paragraph text or leaving a two minute voicemail and just, just letting your heart tell the story. It's just not going to land the way you want. You got to speak your truth. You got to honor yourself, but there are different ways that you can do that. And just think about looking at him in the eyes face to face in person when you want to connect on that level. Oh, so good. And I know for the women who want to learn more about that, you actually have a cheat sheet. Like what do you have for the women who want to learn more about? All- yeah. So no, this is, this is actually perfect. So this is my, uh, my milestone uh, cheat sheet. Basically we've kind of talked about the courtship process and the different things that should be happening on a relatively broad timeline, right? Every person's going to be different. The spectrum is going to look different for every single one of you out there, but this will give you again, those bumpers, like the, the, we're going to stick with the bowling thing. This just gives you sort of a rough outline of kind of where things should be landing with any given guy. And when maybe you're falling way behind with a guy and it might be time to reevaluate and say, uh, say next to him and, and feeling empowered to say next, because it's going to be that much easier to say next to the next guy that you deal with. It's just not connecting or landing with your intuition. So yes, I would love to give that to, to your audience. 
Uh, they can go to boyfriendblueprint.com slash cheat sheet, and that will be readily available uh, for those who are interested in, in checking that out. Awesome. And of course, ladies, the link is right below this video as well. Well, Ryan, it's been such a pleasure to have you here to get my my own natural curiosities about texting uh, answered as well. And for the ladies, I will talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Anthea.